Hello, sports fans, and welcome to the Threes on Fire podcast with your hosts, Irvin Henderson, Milton Bolton, and Sadell Boyd. And hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Threes on Fire, along with my co-host, Sedale Boyd and Milton Bolton. I'm Irving Henderson, and, well, we're going to just jump right into things. Uh, quick recap of the last week. Uh, we'll start off with the much-hyped fight between Vasily Lomachenko and Teofimo Lopez uh, was a typical Lomachenko fight. Uh, he gave away uh, early rounds to Lopez. Lopez was really controlling the early pace of the fight. Uh, as the fight wore on, Lomachenko got busier. Uh, the fight actually got better. Uh, Sadell, you said you did, in fact, watch the fight last Saturday, right? Yes, I did. Yeah, and and I I, I think that I, I, maybe it's me. You know, I don't know if you saw it the same way, but the first few rounds of the fight were pretty boring. Like, it was pretty lackluster. It was. You know, it just seemed it was like very lackluster. You know, it it just seemed like Lomachenko was content to, you know, just be in the rounds. Now I'll get to I'll get to some more about that uh at the end. Uh but uh fight did get better. Lomachenko got busier as the fight went on. Uh came down to a decision and Lopez won. So Lopez is the new uh I guess Undisputed, He's the undisputed, He's yeah. the undisputed champ. Well, well I, don't, I don't see, and that's the thing. Like, there are so many belts in boxing. You know, I think like even with him holding, you know, the three that Lomachenko came in with and the one that he had, I think there's still another belt out there. Yeah, but I think those are like the the four, like I guess you would call it um, the 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 four pillars, the highest belts you could have. So okay. those are the ones that really make you the champ. And uh, those other belts are like minor belts. Okay. Now, now, now. I don't understand how boxing many- rates their belts. I, I mean, it's too many belts. I mean, now, now. Yeah. I remember, I remember as a kid, it was like WBC, IBF, right. and like I know I'm missing one, and I can't remember which one it was off the top of my head. But I remember there being three. There was three. Now, now there's yeah. like there's like 19 different belts, man. Like it doesn't make any sense. Right. It, like it's the 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 linear lineal belt, and then the the continental belt like come on man like it's, like, it's almost like wrestling yeah like come <laughs> so on man we don't there. we don't need we don't need that many governing bodies you know holding championship belts but uh here, here's my thing i i i personally thought that uh lopez did just enough to win the fight uh okay. i think that a draw would have been 
reasonable as well. I didn't think the fight was that much of a blowout. Yes, because the judges had, um, I think the closest judge was mm -hmm. uh, 116, 112. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the, the three judges' scores uh, and the, and were 116, 112, 117, 111, and 119, 108. Now, I really don't understand that 119... 108 like yeah i don't know what that person was watching i like i don't know if like i think i think we all had to have been watching different <laughs> fights i don't even and 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 i i know that you know that 116 112 is kind of close you know which is kind of. i kind of see that i know uh andre ward was calling the fight for espn he did an unofficial scorecard and he had to fight as a draw you know, I don't. That's, that's the way I saw it. Now I saw it, it kind of like this. It was a tale of really two fights, and for me, like you said, Lomachenko, he was buying this time, kind of conceding the early rounds. I guess he was trying to, you know, he had a a strategy of where he was gonna fill the guy out, mm -hmm. maybe wear him down a little bit, let him punch himself out, mm -hmm. and I figured like in like those first six rounds, uh. Clearly, Lopez was dominating five to one. I gave Lomachenko maybe that second round because he kind of fought back a little bit. Right. And then uh, he turned the tables once round seven hit. So it's like right. the middle of the fight. He decided, you know, all right, I'm going to really fight now. I'm going to let this I let this dude juice himself up, wear himself out a little bit. Now I'm going to take over now that I can see what he could do. Mm -hmm. And when he started to get more aggressive, he started to take the fight to him. And mm -hmm. uh I think the uh, the young boy Lopez, you know, he was staving off a lot of the attacks, but you could clearly kind of see Lomachenko was putting together some some combos from from round seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, and um, pretty much for me, he really only won that twelfth round because he came out guns blazing, fighting right. fire with fire, right? And he really did show that he had maybe a little bit more left in his tank. And so he, so if Lomachenko takes the the rest of the fight five to one on the back end, then it's like to me, it's like all right, fellas, um, Lopez won the first half, Lomachenko won the second half in even ways. Let's do it again sometime. Call it a draw, fellas. Uh, nobody really got knocked down. Nobody got knocked down. Nobody got really hurt really bad. No, uh, except for the accidental headbutt. Oh yeah, yeah, um, that, that was that was vicious. I mean, he 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 kind of purposely accidentally did it, but yeah. <laughs> but he was testing the young boy's metal, I think, because right. he kind of mixed in a little bit of dirty fighting to kind of throw the ball off. The boy was sharp. I get yeah, him and, that. And, he was and, very sharp. And the thing for me, you know, what I was concerned about as far as Lomachenko was concerned going into this fight was him being such a slow starter, you know, traditionally yes. going up against yes. this young gunner who was, you know. He was out to win that fight. He was oh, determined he was. to win that fight. There was a lot of bad blood between these two camps. And I thought uh, Lopez uh, definitely won five of the first six rounds. I think mm -hmm. he won one round between seven 
and 11. And I okay. think he did enough in 12 to right. win, which would swing the decision in his favor. I don't see how any judge had this 117-111, and I definitely don't know how in the hell this fight was scored 119-108. It, it, it was a lot closer of a fight than 119-108. Yes, it was. And I could definitely um, – I could see where you, where you would uh, come to your conclusion because um, mm-hmm. that would make it about seven rounds to five. So if somebody right. said that to me, you know what? I'd be like, you know what? All right. I give you that. Because in the rounds mm-hmm. that Lomachenko did win, when he started, like you said, he got, he got busy. Uh, right. The board was staving him off a lot of times. He was just getting hit with a couple more combos here and there. And that, for my eyes, that gave Lomachenko those rounds. But right. if you say that maybe in one of those rounds in there that you still gave it to Lopez, I could be like, okay, yeah. So, a, what would seven to five be? That would be more like a what, uh, one fourteen? It's about, about one, one fourteen, one fourteen is a draw. So, it would be one fifteen, one fifteen, one thirteen. There we go. Right. So, mm-hmm. okay, if somebody was to say one thirteen, one fifteen, one thirteen in favor of Lopez and they went that route. I'd have been, I'd have still been mad. <laughs> right. <laughs> it wasn't exactly what, but I could actually see that being like, okay, I see what happened there. And, and mm-hmm. it'd be like, okay. But you see, for me, like, and I was watching the fight with my brother. And it was mm-hmm. like, we also said, like, you know, it used to be a thing back in the day where you really had to beat the champ. Like, you had to really dominate him. And right. that fight didn't look like a total domination from either side. No, it was it wasn't it wasn't see, and that's the other thing about it. It's not as if Lopez winning rounds was dominating the fight, but the problem for Lomachenko was it's not that he was getting dominated because he wasn't, clearly he wasn't. It's that Lopez was the busier fighter. Lopez was landing more punches. So if Lomachenko was not only A not throwing a lot of punches. In turn, that means B, he's not landing a lot of punches. So to the judges, it looks as if Lopez is controlling the fight because Lomachenko isn't letting his hands go. Now, once he started letting his hands go, you could see him catching Lopez with some beautiful combinations. But I I thought Lopez did a good job of working the body. And I thought Lopez, again, I thought that he was younger, he was hungrier, and he was busier, and he did he did the necessary things to win the fight. But winning the fight, like, on some of these scorecards, I just, I think, you know, personally, I don't want to see boxing go to 15 rounds. I don't think 15 rounds is, you know... I understand why they cut rounds down. Yes. You you want to you want to protect they the, the career. <laughs> they lengthen the right. careers of of the the boxers. <laughs> Cuz that's brutal. 15 rounds. But I'm 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 of the mindset. If you don't want any draws in boxing, then mm-hmm. you got to either have 11 rounds or 13 or 13 rounds. Yeah, you have to have because a high that number. That way. Yeah, that way 
you get a clear cut winner. And I, I think I think had a draw been announced, that that wouldn't have made me, you know, very happy because you know what a draw means. That means okay, now these two guys have to do it again. And I think given how good of a fight this ended up be being in the end, I think we're probably going to see a rematch from these two at some point down the line. But now here's the thing that came into play, and I'm not sure if uh, if you heard this during the week, but uh, Lomachenko apparently came into the fight with an injured shoulder. You know what? Just last minute, as I was preparing, I, I did see that <laughs> as mm-hmm. a uh, as one of the trending news news. No, I don't, uh, I'm I, like, I don't like that. I'm I don't. Like, like I'm like. That. I think don't, that's kind of like that a, out there. Yeah, I think that's kind of like a cop out, though. Like, I mean, yeah, it's, that's like, it, oh man, it, I lost because my my shoulder was hurt. That's why I wasn't throwing the punches. Nah, man. Like, nah, nah. Listen, listen, listen. I, I here's the thing. I understand in the fight preparation, you don't want to like give out any type of you know extra help to your opponent by saying, "Hey, I have this injury over here," because oh, now yeah. your opponent's going to target that. Exactly. But at the same time, at the same time, don't put that information out after a loss. You know, and, and, and I'm not even okay with putting that information out there after a win. I don't need you to look, I don't need a fighter to look extra sympathetic, and I don't need a fighter to look extra heroic. If you were able to climb into that ring and lace up the gloves and go toe-to-toe with the person standing across from you, then... Everything else goes out the window. Keep the rest of that BS to yourself. You know, there, I don't don't put don't put that stuff out there after the fight. I totally agree with you, especially mm-hmm. after you just stood in there a whole twelve rounds. Right. <laughs> like it's not right. like it's not like you was in there. You were debilitated, and they had to call the fight like somewhere in the middle of the fight. You fought the whole right. twelve rounds. You fought the whole twelve, yeah. And you thought you probably thought you won, and now since mm-hmm. you lost, I mean. Yeah, well, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens as far as uh, Lomachenko and Lopez going forward. Uh, moving on. Uh, okay. Here's the thing. I uh, I gotta admit, you know, I although I did hit the uh, three NFL picks that I had last <laughs> week, uh, I was wrong on the fight. I picked Lomachenko to win, and I, I was wrong Lomachenko with. Too. Yeah, and I was wrong with my college football pick. I actually thought Georgia uh, was going to beat Alabama. Didn't happen. Uh, Alabama just took over in the second half of that game, uh, beating Georgia by a final of 41-24. to And uh, Alabama remains in the number two slot in the polls this week. Uh, Clemson is number one. Right. But, you know, I'm, I'm a stat guy. After the game, stat came across the screen. Nick Saban, head coach of Alabama, is now all time in games against his former assistants, 22 and 0. Yes, undefeated. So the student cannot beat the teacher in these matchups. Uh, also, continuing with college football, Big Ten uh, began conference play 
Uh, the biggest game this weekend is number 18, Michigan, at number 21, Minnesota. Uh, that will be the ABC primetime game at 7.30. And uh, just continuing on here, trying to get these quick hits out, uh, the World Series. The 2020 World Series began this past week. Uh, the Dodgers now have a two to one lead in the series as of this recording. Dodgers looking for their first World Series championship since 1980. The Rays are in their second ever World Series, uh, first since 2008, where they were beaten by the Philadelphia Phillies. And I loved every minute of that. It was awesome. Got to, uh, got to be at the parade. And I got to tell you, you know, that that parade was awesome. It was Halloween day. It was, you know, warmer than expected. And it took me and my family the entire day to get back home. Now, when you think about the fact that, uh, you think about the fact that at the time I lived in West Philadelphia. Yeah. yeah I, I wasn't that far away from home, but it was so, I mean, it was so packed down there. I do believe that there were more people at the Phillies parade than there was at the Eagles parade simply because of simply how, because of, how congested it was. Yeah. But at the same time, and this is this is where I think the numbers increased for the Eagles, when you made that turn onto the parkway, you know, the parkway was packed. I didn't even get and that I mean, far. yeah, yeah. I, I listen, I was at Broad and Chestnut. Yeah. You know, and that was as far as I got. Like I couldn't move any further than Broad and Chestnut. Yeah, I got so, about, you know, I got about that far, and uh, next thing I know, I was just basically uh, chest to chest with people <laughs> for, for lack of a better description, right? And 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 the crazy thing is, I actually still had to go to work after the parade, so I was like, I took in all the sights and sounds of the parade, scurried back home, you know, and walked into my job right on time. Wow, you're a trooper uh, for that. Yeah, listen, listen, listen. <laughs> I probably, listen, I probably could have called out. And, and a matter of fact, you know what? The other thing about that, um, and, and I know, I know, we're getting way sidetracked right now. Early in this yeah, show. we're talking about the glory of you know championships, Philadelphia yeah, championships. But listen, I, I, I remember on my way home the night of the Super Bowl, you called me, man. You are the only person I talked to on the phone that night because I really didn't want to say anything to anybody because I was too, you know, too like, taken in by the whole thing. And I promise, I promise one one of these shows I'll I'll give you my you know Super Bowl fifty two story because I did not watch the game. You didn't watch it, and, and I, I, I didn't no, even know. No, listen, I'll listen. Listen, I promise, I promise one one of these shows I'll get into that. Okay. And explain to you why I didn't watch the game. But I, I was I was just getting home when you called and you asked me if I was going out to be in the madness that was Center City. Yes. 
And I wanted to go. Believe me, I did. I wanted to go. But 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 one, I was by myself at the time. Right. <laughs> and 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 two, I remember just how wild Center City was in 2008 when the Phillies won. Yes. And I I narrowly escaped being in the middle of some bullshit <laughs> that night because me, my brother, and my friend were standing outside of the FYE on Broad and Chestnut. And I think my brother had a sixth sense. He said, yo, we got to get out of here. <laughs> we walked away. We weren't even two blocks away. They smashed the windows at the FYE. We had just been standing in front exactly, of Exactly. Exactly. People, I'm like, oh. No, I couldn't do it. I couldn't. I couldn't do it the second time around. I watched it on TV though. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, we're gonna, we gonna do anyway, a whole. Um, we're gonna do a whole uh, podcast on that because uh, <laughs> listen, I I have no problem with that at all. Like it is, it is, it is. Listen, man, the the it's the whole so chaos, thing, man. I'm gonna tell you how it was when yeah. I was out there amongst it. Because <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> no, I'm gonna I'm gonna save it. I'm gonna save it for that. We're going to save it? Okay. Oh, you know what? I, I missed, I missed, you know what? And I totally glossed over one of my uh, college football points. Uh, another big game uh, going on in uh, your neck of the woods. Uh, NC State, number 23, uh, is playing at number 14, North Carolina. Uh, yeah, North Carolina took weekend. that L to, uh, what was that, Florida State? Yeah, yeah, that was. Bad loss. It was terrible. Bad loss. Florida State is not, you know, all caps. Florida State. Yeah, it ain't Florida State. Yeah, you know, they, they, they're, they're falling on hard times right now. But Florida State did knock off North Carolina. North Carolina dropped out of the top five and down to fourteen. Uh, the NHL. I was going to say the. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say I don't really yeah. have too much a problem with that because you know I'm a Duke guy. So, oh <laughs> man, seeing uh, the Tar Heels lose. Nah, <laughs> nah, me, nah you know so what, joy, man. It's not even basketball. You, you, you know what? You know what, man. <laughs> I knew you were gonna take it there. You I knew. It. I knew it was coming, man. I knew it you was know coming. I had to. So I knew it was coming, man. I'm gonna tell you right now, like. You know, and I'm glad. I'm glad certain alliances are being drawn right now, so that this way, when certain seasons start, oh, yeah. you know, people people will know where we are. Now, listen, I want to make something clear. I am a Temple fan, right? All sports, right? And that, and that's you know, family history and things like that is the reason why I'm such a big Temple fan. Even Temple football and throughout the years of them being one of the absolute worst programs in college football, I was still in full support of that team. That was hard to do. But I got to tell you, <laughs> but I got to tell you, I have, I have a secondary college basketball team. And my secondary college basketball team is North Carolina. All right. Why? Because I hate Duke. Okay. <laughs> I hate Duke. I do. I hate Duke basketball. I hate that count-looking-ass Mike Krzyzewski on the sideline. I don't like their mascot. 
I don't like their fat. Like, you know what? And I know right the now there's people crazies. listening like, oh, my God. No, I can't stand you them. You can't stand the crazy. I can't. I can't. Oh, man. I can't stand the way Dick Vitale just completely goes nuts. Hey, Steve, baby. You believe that was me? No, 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 He's like no. our number one no. cheerleader, yo. <laughs> no, no, I can't. I can't do it, man. I can't. And, and you know what? I, I can't wait until uh, college basketball season rolls around. It, one, it'll give us something else to talk about. But two, you know, I, I it, it is one of my favorite times of year. Yeah. You know, when March Madness comes up, and I'm hoping, you know, things as far as what we'll talk about in the next segment, yes. I hope things start to get better. Yes. And I, I and and we can have that. And and listen, listen, believe me, I'm not. I, I'll get to. I'll get to why I hate Duke. You know, uh, at some point, but entire discussion. Listen, man. Listen, man. My distaste for Duke runs long, man. It's 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 been a long time for me to really, you know, have a distaste for the Duke Blue Devils. Uh, <laughs> anyway, moving on, moving on, and I, I I was getting to this next point, and then you brought up the whole Duke thing and threw me I'm off. Sorry, I had to throw it in there, uh, though. I had to take a shot at <laughs> no, North it's, Carolina. It's all right. Listen, it's it's all right. I get it. I get it. Uh, the NHL uh, has canceled their 2021 All Star Game and the Winter Classic Game between the Minnesota Wild and the St. Louis Blues. Uh, I'm not a big hockey fan however yeah. i will say every year every year i do watch the winter classic yeah, that's uh, a fun game to watch. haven't seen one before haven't seen one before you should definitely watch it uh so there it is that's gonna fall by the wayside uh this coming season no word yet on when the nhl will officially start their 2020 2021 seasons uh the nba finally here in our quick hits the nba is looking at a 72 game season starting on christmas uh however there's still no word on whether fans will be allowed into the arenas so keep an eye on that hopefully uh within the next few weeks the nba will officially announce what their game plan is for the 2021 season okay all right, and there it is. Those are your quick hits and your recap of the week. We will have a very, very important topic coming up next. We will discuss the COVID-19 slash coronavirus pandemic and how it's affected sports uh, over the last few months. So you guys sit tight and we will be back. You are listening to the Threes on Fire podcast. And welcome back to the Threes on Fire podcast. And, uh, you know, March 11th, 2020, uh, will forever be etched in the minds of uh, sports fans everywhere. Uh, For about two months, we heard of this thing called COVID-19 or coronavirus. Uh, Didn't know too much about it at the time. 
uh, just that it was a new contagious viral strain. And just before tip-off of the Utah Jazz-Oklahoma City Thunder game, uh, Jazz center Rudy Gobert playfully touched the microphones at the press conference podium, mocking the seriousness of this virus. Uh, it would soon become known that Gobert was, in fact, positive for COVID-19, thus putting his teammates and the reporters who were in the room when he was jokingly touching the microphones in danger. Uh, fans were just coming into the Chesapeake Arena, uh, Chesapeake Energy Arena, I should say, in Oklahoma City as the news of Gobert's condition started to spread. Then there was an announcement. And the announcement was that the game had been canceled. Fans were instructed to leave. Uh, eventually, the entire NBA season would be suspended. The league was suspended until July 30th. Uh, and the NBA decided to play in a bubble at Walt Disney World Resort in Orlando. And uh, it was during... This whole time frame that the other leagues suspended their seasons as well. Now, Major League Baseball was in the middle of spring training. And just like the NBA, the NHL was in the middle of their uh, push for the playoffs. Uh, the NHL restarted uh, on August the 1st. Uh, their conferences were placed in the separate bubbles. The Eastern Conference was in Toronto, and the Western Conference was in Edmonton. Major League Baseball resumed on July 23rd, uh, but Major League Baseball did not play in a bubble until the postseason. Uh, what they did was they had each division, so that's the American League and National League, East, Central, and West. Those teams only played against each other in a 60-game schedule. Uh, and even that wasn't so cut and dry uh, because Canada had a travel restriction, meaning players were not able to go from Canada to the United States and vice versa. Uh, so the Toronto Blue Jays had to play their home games in Buffalo. Uh, the NFL canceled their preseason. Uh, now, we just spoke about uh, how the Big Ten uh, uh, started conference play. Uh, the Big Ten and the SEC initially canceled their seasons for football. Uh, but after the schools got together and voted, they decided they would play anyway. And here's the deal. As far as college sports goes, Every other division underneath the FBS, so that means the 1AA on down, their seasons and any other collegiate sport has been shut down for the fall season, except for the major college conferences playing right now. Uh, we've seen baseball games postponed and turned into uh, seven-inning doubleheaders. We've had NFL games postponed and shuffled around the schedule. Uh, we've had two instances of there being two Monday night football games. There's even been a Tuesday night game. 
Uh, just the other day, the NFL announced that the Las Vegas Raiders Tampa Bay Buccaneers game, which had been scheduled for Sunday night football, has been flexed out of that position, moved back to the afternoon, and the Seattle Seahawks and Arizona Cardinals will now be the primetime game of the weekend. And that was done because the NFL had their primetime game in jeopardy because the Raiders are now dealing with a COVID outbreak. Now, okay. now we talked about, you know, again, college football being back this week. There was a game postponed, uh, but there were six games postponed last week. Overall, 25 college games have been either postponed or canceled outright. Now, I don't know, you know, and I, I don't, I don't, I don't really want to get into any political ideology about it. So this has nothing to do with whether you know you're a Democrat, whether or not you're a Republican, whether you support Joe Biden, whether you support Donald Trump. This has nothing to do with your political leanings. This has to do with, let's just be honest here. Let's just be honest for a second. I think, that, I, I, I think that we got a real dose of reality over this past summer. Because this was by far the quietest summer of my life. There's nothing going on. You understand from from the time from the time that uh, the NBA shut down on March eleventh, you have over three months, close to four months, or excuse me, close to four and a half months, where there's no sporting events. Yes, none, not one. So when you couple, you know, the fact that, you know, everything else is also shut down around you, you no longer have that entertainment option of being able to turn on your television and immerse yourself in a game being played for about three hours. Right. Now, to me, there's no better, you know, getaway than sports. There's no better getaway than sports. There's nothing to me, entertainment-wise, that tops sports. You know, not even not even movies. Movies are scripted. Sports are the best unscripted thing going. Because yes. you have no idea what's going to happen from one point to the next. And yes. I give the networks credit for trying to fill that void by replaying old games, but it is nowhere near the same. Not at no, all. You know, it's almost like, you know, it's the same thing, you know, there's some entertainment value in it, but just like a movie you've seen over and over and over again, you know, 
the, the entertainment value of it drops just a little bit because you yeah. know what's coming. Only if you're a fan of whatever team won for whatever game they showed. <laughs> right. Yeah. Or, 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 you know, if, if you are, you know, of a certain age that some of these games happened before your time, you know, it gave you an opportunity to see a game that you may not have been alive to see or okay. you, I didn't think of that aspect. Been, you know, or you may have been, you know, of a certain age where, you know, the game wasn't really that important to you. You wanted to go run the streets with your friends and, you know, go play basketball yeah. or or hell, take, you know, take a football and go have your own Sunday football games in the park. Yeah. So, you know, it was it was very it was very strange to not have sports. Now, of course, you know, you got to put things in perspective and say, you know, life is a lot more important. And I'm not going to sit up here and try and, you know, whine or cry about sports not being here, especially when I know that there are over 200,000 people who have unfortunately lost their lives due to this pandemic. But even besides that, you know, you have to also understand that no arenas are open, no stadiums are open. So what happens to the stadium workers? You know, that's a that's an aspect that I was actually going to try to touch on, mm-hmm. because the economics of the whole thing is is very big. Mm-hmm. Um, all the jobs as used about the you know in fact I'm gonna let you go ahead and continue that because yeah, I guess you both no, well, say no. Well, well, when you when you when you look at what goes into making the stadium experience whole. You have vendors. You have, have, you know, you have people that work at the concession stands. You have people that work at the team stores. You know, you have ushers. You have stadium and arena security. You know, none of these, yeah, they're janitors. (laughs) None none of these people have any work. Right. And and that's that's hard. That's hard. And and, and I can't Um, imagine with that I, like now i know for myself i would, I would even expand even before you continue that to the, right. the neighboring restaurants and bars right. all that in the immediate area get a big boost during the time of uh the sports season right and and if you just want to you know if you just want to keep it local here to 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 philadelphia you know i will say this and I haven't really experienced too many other sports venues, but there is no doubt in my mind, the South Philadelphia sports complex is the most perfectly constructed sporting area in the country because you have all four teams located right next to each other. You know, you have 
you have the Wells Fargo Center here, right across is Lincoln Financial Field, and then directly across from Lincoln Financial Field is Citizens Bank Park. You're not going to find that anywhere else. Now, I know in Kansas City, Arrowhead Stadium and Kauffman Stadium, where the Royals play at, are right next to each other. But besides that, I don't think you're going to find too many cities. Uh, well, I think Arlington in, in Texas has uh, AT&T Stadium where the Cowboys play and then uh, their new ballpark for the Rangers are in the same general area. But outside of that, you won't find anywhere where all of a city's teams are located in one single location. And then you have uh, Xfinity Live, which is right, almost like right in the middle of that. So yeah. if you want to talk about, you know, that impact as well, you know, Xfinity Live now has no customers. And I know they were closed as well because, you know, bars and restaurants in the city were closed up during uh, the lockdown. Yes. But at the same time, you know, there's no pregame traffic over there. There's no postgame traffic over there. So now you have to think about, you know, the loss of revenue for that business as well. Not only just not not only just their workers, but now business wise, that's also, you know, a huge economic loss. And make no mistake about it. These teams are all losing revenue. You know, now I am a Phillies partial season ticket holder. Right. And 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 and, and I will say I was fortunate when all of this was going on, they definitely emailed me repeatedly to let me know what the plan was as far as, you know, whether or not uh, the games were going to be allowed to have fans when the season was possibly going to start. So I, I give the Phillies organization credit for consistently putting a message out to their season ticket holders. Now okay. I was able, I was able to take my plan and roll it over to next year without having to spend a dime. So if you think about it, Everyone who purchased season tickets and decided that they didn't want their money back. Right. That money just went right into next year's plan. So the Phillies aren't making any new money. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. You're right. They're not, they're not making, they're not making any new money. No. And, 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 and furthermore, we have no idea what next year is going to look like. Right. Right now, uh, Lincoln Financial Field is capped at 7,500 fans. 7,500 fans is about, you know, just, just over one-tenth of the capacity of Lincoln Financial Field. So, that again, helps. again, that's, that's still a loss of revenue because – there aren't too many people that are, you know, buying, you know, sodas, beers, right? You know, snacks, and, and even that. if they, it's, yeah, it's just not, 
it's not going to be the same. You know, and then uh, as far as the viewing of it, you know, I, I, it was jarring over the summer when Major League Baseball returned. And you're, you're used to hearing the sound of the crowd along with, you know, the crack of the bat or the sound of the ball, you know, thwacking into the catcher's glove. Right. It was eerie that it just, it was, it was so silent. <laughs> it was so silent. And, and, and at the time, you know, announcers aren't, aren't, announcers aren't calling the games live and in person. They're at some, you know, other location watching right. the game on a monitor. Yeah. So it was just, it was just strange. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was strange and it was it was the same thing when the NFL came back. You know, it was the same thing watching some of the hockey uh being played. It was the same thing watching basketball. Now, I will say this. Well, I will say this. Go ahead. I did enjoy the NBA bubble. I did too. I, I did. I enjoyed that. That was some of the, you know, most entertaining basketball in a while. It's very compelling. And but at the but I was just gonna say just real quick, I mean, and like you said, the optics of the whole thing, it was a little different, but uh I don't know if you play 2K or not, but mm-hmm. <laughs> when they started the uh you know, in the bubble and they have, you know, those little, uh, where they like, uh, screens or something like the show fans right. that kind of like have some kind of crowd presence. It, right. just, it looked like the background basically of a video game. So right. <laughs> from a person right. that plays 2k, it really, mm-hmm. it actually really doesn't look too jarring. It, it doesn't take me out of the moment of, Oh, I'm watching real life basketball. Cause well, the graphics on the new 2Ks are getting so much better. It almost looked that way if you got mm. a good enough TV. So it's like, right. <laughs> so it's like, well, it ain't that bad. I was like, all right, I got a 2K background on an actual regular, <laughs> a real actual yeah. basketball game. So it didn't really take me out of the moment. I was actually yeah, engaged. But and football, you know what? Football, and you know what? I can see baseball and even hockey. Those stadiums and arenas are so big and so spread out and vast. It's like, and you can hear like kind of like an echo of it. It's, mm. It sounds empty. Basketball, not so much. Well, see, here's, here's the thing. I think basketball was fine for that format. Right. And I, I did love, I did love the, uh, the, the screens of the fans being there. Yeah. Uh, hockey was fine to a certain extent as well because when the camera was tight, all you were paying attention to was the action anyway. Right. So, you know, you're kind of like, because the pace of a hockey game is so, you know, fluid. Right. It, it really didn't, it, it really didn't take too much away from it that there weren't any fans there. Completely okay, different situation like with baseball and football. Yeah. yeah cause, but cause completely football, different situation. Yeah. Cause those are start and stops basically. Right. 
Yeah. Right. And it's like when you're in the, you know, when you're in the middle of, you know, pitcher is, you know, getting the ball back from the catcher and then the batter steps out and, you know, it's a lot of, like, it's quiet. It's, 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 it's unbelievably quiet. Same mm. thing with football. When they're going from one play to the next, it's, there's no, there's no sound. Right. You never knew. There's no sound. How actually, <laughs> uh, lack, the lack of sound, you never knew it until now, like in these moments. Mm-hmm. And, and I will say, you know, sports are infinitely better when there's fan participation right you know the cheering the booing all of it sports are better when there is fan participation uh i also wanted to throw this in before i get to my next point and and despite the fact that we agree that some of the games played by the nba in the bubble was some of the best you know action in the NBA in, in quite some time. Absolutely. Did did not translate as far as viewership is concerned. This past NBA finals between LA and Miami, Miami. was officially the lowest NBA final overall rating ever surpassing the 2007 series between Cleveland, Cleveland and, and San Antonio. Antonio. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. well, well, I mean, I think, I think, uh, well, every, of course, everything with the pandemic and all that, uh, contributed to that for this finals. And, mm-hmm. but I think just the, the opponent matchup is that nobody really believed that Miami stood a chance against the so-called King. So they kind of, yeah. I think when actually when by the time the Clippers had lost in the what was that the second round to Denver, yeah, I think yep. uh, everyone kind of conceded that uh, LeBron was going to win this one. He was going to bring it. Yeah, home. the hand, the hand right, the hand right was on the wall. Yeah, so but, um, I think uh, the the ratings probably dropped drastically from that moment. Mm-hmm. And and, and right now, right now we are still. We're still in, you know, an era of uncertainty. Yeah. You know, right now we have, unfortunately, the number of cases is going back up instead of going down. Yeah. Places, uh, places have opened, you know, closed again, then reopened and now closed again. So... It's a very uncertain situation going forward. And again, as 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 I touched on in the first segment, you know, we have no idea what it's going to look like for next year for, you know, the NBA, the NHL and Major League Baseball. Right. You know, again, right now, uh, there's some attendance at the World Series. There is some attendance in the NFL. And I do want to say this. I credit the Miami Dolphins. Uh, Governor of Florida said, hey, you know what? Open your stadiums to full capacity if you wish. The Miami Dolphins said, thank you. No, thank you. We will keep our attendance cap number right where it is. 
Right. Which to me, which to me is is the smart thing to do anyway. It's, it's definitely the smart thing to do. And and I just, uh, you know, selfishly, and, and and I say it selfishly, I, I really missed those Sundays at the ballpark. You know, that was a nice little you know three hour escape. Yeah. Where all I had to do was be a fan. That's it. Just sit down, grab my scorecard, have my beer, you know, yeah. and enjoy and enjoy a ball game. And I don't know. I don't know when we get back to that. I don't. I wish I wish I did. I don't know when we get back to that. And and honestly, I don't know if we get back to that. And that is the scariest aspect of this entire thing that's a very scary notion uh <laughs> i don't even want to contemplate it being that way that sounds very bleak no 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 and it is and it is and and again you know it, it seems like it was ages ago it seems like it was ages ago, and and it was just you know, it's, it's seven months. Still the same year, yeah. Seven months. I, it, it feels like we've lived this year in sections. You know, it was the beginning of the year before the pandemic hit, and then it was the pandemic hit, and now it's okay. The pandemic is here. Is it gone? Is it you know? Is it going away? Okay, it's starting to go away. Oh shit, it's starting to get bad again. Like, it, <laughs> yeah, it's you've been just... on an emotional roller coaster. <laughs> yeah, and, and 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 you know what? You know what? You know, I I really, I really am hoping that sports gets back to normalcy. Yes, because you know it, it's. I want to be there. I want to be there. I want to, you know, I want to, I want to go. I really wanted to travel and go to some of these games. Cause you know, especially me being a a Carolina Panthers fan, I I was like, you know what? I'm going to go down there a couple of times this year. And uh, that kind of just, that's going by the wayside now. Yeah. And, 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 you know, I, I was actually in the, thought process of you know possibly going to Green Bay to see the Eagles Packers game you know maybe trying to take you know another road trip if not there maybe going down to Dallas for a game but it none of that none of that's happening none of that's happening and I don't even know you know if I'm all 100% safe you know, or I don't want to say safe. I don't know if I'm 100% comfortable traveling again. You know, I was, I was, I was fortunate to be able to take a trip with my wife this summer. But <laughs> All it even, takes is for even, that one even person coming home, on the plane to cough, and you like, yo, <laughs> yeah, and it, listen, Get me out of listen, here. even, even, <laughs> even coming home, I was, I was, I was panicking every day checking my phone to make sure that where we went on vacation to didn't have uh wasn't gonna force wasn't gonna force us to come home and have to stay home for two weeks. Right. 
You know, because they got travel restrictions, man. You, you, listen, I have a buddy, went down to Florida, came home, 14-day quarantine, automatic. automatic. No questions asked. Like, no, right. no, I spent enough time in the house already, man. I don't want to, I don't want to be in the house anymore. <laughs> I don't. I think it's like that in Maryland, too, so don't take no drive down to Maryland. <laughs> listen. Do do yourself a favor. Look, check check the list. Check the list of states you can and can't go to. <laughs> and you know, if you can't go, stay ass home, man. Right, <laughs> like, right. Just stay home. Just stay home. And, and you know what? You know, I said it last week, and I'll say it again. The ability to just have a day. Grab your favorite, you know, whatever, your favorite snack, your favorite drink, order a pizza. your favorite, you know, yeah, whatever it is, your favorite food, whatever it is. Hold that remote, sit in that spot, and enjoy it. We got another one coming up this weekend. Should be some some great action from twelve o'clock all the way down until, you know, very late at night. Yeah. So, you know, but but again, you know, it, it, it is it is a rough, rough situation that we're dealing with right now. And, you know, we should all be thankful for sports. We should all be thankful to have sports and to be able now to sit and, and watch the NFL, sit and watch college football. And, you know, I will say this yeah. personally. Personally, I don't agree with colleges playing right now. And and the reason why I don't agree with it is because these kids aren't making money. Yeah, I was going to say. You know, um, the, it, the, these kids aren't making any money. The NFL, they're getting paid. Major League Baseball, they're getting paid. Exactly. NBA, NHL, they're getting paid. These kids are not getting paid a dime, but the schools are are going to make millions of dollars off of them. Yeah. And then and then again like I said, it's just the major colleges playing. All of the lower divisions are not playing. And 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 for me, you know, as a parent, I have a son who was set to make his college football debut this year. Mm-hmm. Not going to happen. There's no season. Because Division Three isn't playing, right? So if it's if it's good enough for you know the upper levels of Division One to play, why aren't the other divisions playing? Don't give me this excuse about travel. They have conferences too. Yep, they could have stayed in conference. Exactly. Why'd you Why'd you cancel them? Like my thing is, if you were gonna cancel all of them. Cancel all of them. If they were going to play, let, them all, let play. them all play. I agree. Let them all play. You know, and 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 man, look, it's 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 sickening. And, and you know what? I, I I I will definitely, at some point, you know, have a conversation on my feelings about college sports to- in total. Yeah. But right now, like just just keeping it strictly to this. You know, yeah, because we already I get that, you know, I I get that you want to, you know, have some sort of outlet for these kids. But true, you tell me 
what is the difference between, you know, Temple playing football this year, right? Yeah. And Villanova playing football this year or Penn playing football. What's the difference? There, there's no difference. None. It's not like Penn, if Penn stayed in the Ivy League, they're staying right in the Northeast Corridor. They're not going all the way down like the Texas to play. <laughs> right. They're not taking that part of a trip. And, and here's the thing. Temple is in the American Conference. They have to go way down to Texas to play a team like SMU. Right. You know, or down to Florida to play, you know, Central Florida. Florida. Yeah, yeah. You know, or, like, it doesn't make any sense. It, it makes no sense. Well, you it makes right. no sense for you to tell. Yeah. It's cool for this division to play, but not them. You know what it is. It's, it's all about the money, so. Of course. Of course it's all yeah. about the money because, you know, you know, the, the smaller conferences yeah. aren't on ESPN. Right. They're not generating that type of of capital. Conferences don't. And they don't have deals with CBS. They don't have deals with ABC. You know, and, and, and again, it's just, man, they, 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 this is bad. It's bad. And again, there's a part of me, you know, I'm glad that college football is back. I'm glad to see the games. But there, there's another I side of me that's like these kids. That they should have just went ahead and canceled all of college football and Yep. I mean, they those is is way too much of a risk when you involve the college kids. I mean, these are these mm-hmm. are young adults, and yeah, they are adults, but they <laughs> oh man, you know they're reckless enough at their age. <laughs> oh yeah. So, oh yeah. Listen, listen. You know I work at a college campus, yeah. so I I I know exactly how foolish these kids are first week back you want to talk about no social distancing no mask these kids were huddled in in like this one particular area it's like 19 kids just like what what are you doing you you give them what are you doing they take a mile so even even having their stadiums open just that little bit you know what kind of parties yep. and all that other BS they have going on? Oh man, that just gives them a, Listen, that just gives them some mind. some excuse to do that. Listen, you out your mind if you think these kids ain't partying after games. Right. If they're not they, partying they, on campus, they finding somewhere off campus to do exactly. it. Exactly. You know, and listen, this conversation, <laughs> this conversation is 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 weaving its way. You know. You know, to so many different levels of what's going on right right now. And, again, there's no denying how hard of an impact uh, this coronavirus thing has had on sports. And, again, I I asked the question again. When do we get back to normalcy? Normalcy. And I, 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 I really hope that it's sooner rather than I hope later. so too. All right. Well, we will be back and we will have our NFL discussion uh, and we'll have our picks. And you won't believe how the picks went 
if you want, if you listen to, uh, if you listen to last week's show, then you know. <laughs> if you didn't, you you are in for a treat. So sit back, and you are listening to the Threes on Fire podcast. All right, and welcome back to the Threes on Fire podcast. And fellas, listen, sometimes when you're doing these things, accidents can happen, glitches can take place. Now, we had, you know, our first segment with all three of us together. The conversation was flowing. Unfortunately, none of it mattered. All of it got, like, deleted out. We got kicked off the app that's hosting our podcast and i guess this is take two <laughs> take two all right all right so um i guess I'll, I'll i'll start uh i guess where we were at antonio brown signs with tampa bay one year deal uh tom brady gets another weapon uh i don't know how this is going to affect the rest of the offense as far as you know, players like Mike Evans and, and Godwin and Gronk and Fournette and Jones and them getting their touches because you don't sign a guy like Antonio Brown to not give him the ball. Exactly. Right. I believe it's going to be too many mouths to feed. And uh, <clears throat> the main one that's going to be complaining about get, not getting fed enough will be Antonio Brown. Yeah. And, and, and to me, irony of all ironies. Uh, Tom Brady seems to have better success with mid-level talented wide receivers. You know, your your Amendolas, your Edelmans. He he put up numbers with Moss, but they didn't win a championship. You know, they went all the way, and the Giants knocked them off in the Super Bowl, ruined their perfect season. So I I don't know. I don't I don't. I don't know if this is going to equate to a championship for Tampa Bay. Wait, wasn't that the helmet catch, though? Yeah. Yeah. I think they got lucky on it. Yeah, well, listen, things happen, but they certainly had their chances. The Giants had their chances. I mean, the Patriots had their chances. They, you know, and you want to talk about – listen, you want to talk about luck. Tom Brady is – uh, a bad coaching decision by uh, Pete Carroll. Uh, the Falcons completely like being the Falcons, <laughs> you know. Right. Two less Super Bowls. Sure, you know, the, the very first, the very first thing that started it all was luck. Oh, the uh, tuck the, just the, the luck, oh. the tuck rule, the, the 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 luckiest, most terrible call ever. Well, listen. You know, out in Oakland, they don't call it the tuck rule. They they call it a nice little uh, word that <laughs> rocks the tuck. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, listen, uh, <laughs> the Jets, the J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 uh, lost again uh, last weekend, uh, which is not surprising. They were shut out 24 to nothing by uh, Tampa Bay. <laughs> uh, excuse me, not Tampa Bay. They lost to uh, – Arizona, the Dolphins. Arizona. No, the Dolphins. That's right. They lost. They lost to the Dolphins, twenty-four to nothing. And yeah, uh, they're, they're one gleaming hope of of winning. They do have the Dolphins I, again. But I told dang. you, 
they didn't win that game last week that you can you can pretty much wrap it up. They're going 0 and 16. But uh the Jets traded uh Steve McClendon, defensive tackle, uh to the Buccaneers on Saturday. And you know, I, I listen, I give the man credit. He still played in the game for the Jets on Sunday, which, you know, put his career at risk, put the trade at risk. And his rationale was, you know, he wanted one last game with his his guys. Okay, uh, with his comrades. What do you guys think of that? Do you think that's a, a smart decision or, you know, or should he have just gone ahead and went to Tampa? He should have just went ahead and went to Tampa because they, they're a hopeless uh, team. <laughs> <laughs> if they had maybe had if they had a win or two, then I'd have been like, oh, all right, well, one last time with the guys, all right. Even still, though, that's putting too much at risk in with the nature of football, right? He jeopard he jeopardized the whole deal, but with the hopelessness, the bleakness, the uh, I'd have just packed it up. Then I'd have packed that one in. That's listen, that's now, not now. enough. That's not enough reward with that risk. No, not at all. Not at all, and you know what? Now, now I've 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 said a couple of times, given the way the Eagles' season is going, I'm certain that somebody, somebody out there, one of these fans out here, you know, made a deal with the devil to get that Super Bowl when they beat the Patriots, and you know, one of those "I'll never ask for anything again" type prayers. Now, I'm wondering, I'm wondering if. Joe Namath made that kind of deal with the devil to get the Jets Super Bowl three because the Jets haven't been back to a Super Bowl since they have been like this, like even in moments when they're pretty good, they're good yeah. for a couple of years. And then it's right back down to the basement. Right. And I'm telling you right now, I said it, and 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 if they win a game, I will come on the air. I will apologize to Jets fans, but I don't see it. You know, if you don't like it, you know, send me a message. You know, whatever it is that you want to do, curse me out. I don't care. The Jets are going 0-16 this year. Uh, and speaking of the Eagles, uh, Eagles beat the Giants on Thursday night football 22-21. Uh, real sloppy game. Uh, Eagles missed on several red zone opportunities uh, to get some points on the board. The worst coming at the end of the first half. Two timeouts on the 15-yard line. Doug Peterson calls three pass plays to the end zone. You figure you got Jake Elliott. He'll kick a field goal. We'll go up six going into halftime. Misses the field goal. Uh, Giants come out and score 14 unanswered points. Go up 21 to 10. The Eagles eventually come back. Uh, went to Boston Scott for the game-winning touchdown. And this was Wentz's 10th fourth-quarter comeback win. So, you know, I think that uh, all this conversation about wanting to put Jalen Hurts in there, can we can 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 Eagles fans like really like pump the, pump break, the brakes on that. that? You know, yeah. I don't think there's like there's no way in hell Jalen Hurts was gonna play in this game and bring this team back to win. 
No, he was he's not capable of doing that. Not yet. Not yet. Not no. yet. He might maybe somewhere down the line he might have that ability, but uh he's still too green for right. <laughs> for lack of a better term. And and here's the but thing his, you know, his little real quick before you go into that, his little packages though, they do produce some yardage more often than not. So you can keep sprinkling them, man. So yeah, he'll get they, there. Like, but there was no preseason. So now all of these snaps are him like these are his first, you know, attempts in an actual professional game. You know, right. and I think I think when you don't have the preseason and you just take a guy and say, okay, here you go, go do something, that's gonna cause more harm than good. You know, because you could you could ruin <laughs> this kid. You you could. You could ruin this kid. We have seen Tons of young quarterbacks, especially when you look at the offensive line situation, tons of young quarterbacks yeah. who have taken a beating and never recovered from it. You don't want to do that to this kid. But the, the play of the game and a play that's going to live in NFL infamy for years to come, Daniel Jones on what looked like from – the defensive. We all here? I'm here. Yeah, I'm here. I got kicked out. All right, back, but, you know. all right back. All right, no problem. Just as long as you're back. Uh, uh, Daniel <laughs> Jones, uh, it, it looked like a busted coverage on the defensive side. They ran a play action, and everybody on the defense flowed to the right, and Daniel Jones is running, and there is not a defender in sight. He gets to the 10-yard line, falls over his own two feet, gets tagged down at the eight, and what went from being this kid's career highlight turns into you know him being the last real. You know, and, and here's the thing. I think if the Giants win that game, right, regardless of the fact that they scored a touchdown on that drive, they win that uh-huh. game, you don't talk about that. You know, it's like, uh, hey, fell, but we won, so who gives a shit, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like, like, you know, like, like my thing is, and again, I, I don't want to, like, turn this into, like, all this, like, super Eagles talk, but fans like to talk about Donovan McNabb allegedly thro- throwing up in the Super Bowl. Now, I don't think he threw up, but here's the thing. Let's say he did. On the drive that he allegedly threw up, Eagles scored a touchdown. The Eagles win that game. Nobody's talking about the story that way. It's what a warrior. He was in there hurting, and he threw up, and he overcame. But you lose the game, and now it becomes almost like what we said, talking about uh, the Lomachenko-Lopez fight. Now it becomes an excuse. Yeah. So uh, somehow, someway, the 2-4-1 and Eagles – currently sit in first place in the NFC East. <laughs> Somebody please please make it stop. Uh Milton, it's time for your fantasy oh. football picks. Oh uh, go ahead. So what what's your before those fantasy football picks, it's only gonna get worse because the Washington football team and the Dallas football team might end in a tie. <laughs> <laughs> they might <laughs> they might both lose this. Oh weekend. my god! <laughs> In the world, did I try to sip my coffee while you were? <laughs> Listen, here's the thing, and 
You know what? Uh, honestly, it's the NFC East. Like, yeah. I, it could go either way. Like, I can't sit here and say that, okay, you well. You can't say that that can't happen. It legit might happen. And it can't end in a, it won't end in a tie. I can't say that Dallas won't lose again because Washington is bad. Washington is bad. Terrible. But the entire NFC East is bad right now. So, you know, listen. I, I thought about making that one of my picks this week. I thought differently, like, once we got down to the point where I knew we were going on the air. So right. you will not see another NFC East pick uh, from me this week. All right, Milton, give, <laughs> give us your fantasy football picks for the week, bro. Did he get no. kicked out again? No, nah, he said it looks like he's still connected. He's with us. All right. Well, uh, when we when we recorded the last segment, uh, he had Joe Burrow at quarterback. Uh, Aaron Jones was his halfback, and uh, he had a toss up at his wide receiver position between Kenny Galladay and AJ Green. We're trying to get the uh, tight end and his defensive special teams from a mil- You there? Right. Well, he said Galladay, and then he said uh, AJ Green was the sleeper. Okay. So. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, we're just waiting on this tight end and his uh defense slash special teams picks uh and and what the kicker the kicker yeah and the kicker as well uh <laughs> oh boy I right, tell you what we're gonna yeah yeah oh, we did now lose he just him. yeah he just yeah we lost him all right we're gonna uh we're gonna step aside real quick and we'll be right back and hopefully we'll have the rest of Milton's fantasy picks. All right, we're back trying to uh, wade through these technical difficulties here on the Threes on Fire podcast. Uh, Milton, we got your fantasy picks. Uh, just want to run through them again for everybody. Uh, Joe Burrow at quarterback, Aaron Jones at halfback. You had Kenny Galladay as your wide receiver, A.J. Green as your sleeper. Travis Kelsey, your tight end. Your defense, surprisingly, the Arizona Cardinals, and you didn't take a kicker this week. All right, Milton, give us your three game picks for the week, your lock, your 50-50, and your upset. Okay. Well, my lock is going to be Arizona over Seattle. It's got to be. Uh-huh. And yeah, I'm, I'm, agreeing, I'm, listening, I'm agreeing with the baby in the background saying, uh-oh, I don't know about this one, man. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> uh, your 50-50 pick? Uh, my 50 50 has got to be, I would say, Cleveland Browns over uh, Cincinnati. Got it. All right. And your upset pick? Upset pick 49ers over the Patriots. Damn New England. Okay. All right. Sidell, who you got this week? I have as my lock the Bills over the Jets. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, There's no surprise there. The, yeah, yeah, I'm getting that win. I'm taking mm-hmm. that W. Okay. Um, my 50-50 game, the Titans over the Steelers. Okay. And a close one. And uh, my upset pick, the Raiders over the Buccaneers. All right. Now, uh, I have my lock. I think you might have been looking over my notes, man. I got the Bills over the Jets. And I'm telling you guys right now, you are hearing it here first, okay? I am picking whoever the Jets are playing as my lock. Every week, you understand? I'm t- whoever the Jets are playing is my automatic lock pick 
every week from here on out. Uh, my 50-50 game, I have no, the Chargers. Well, no, it's fair. It's fair. It's fair. They're going on 16, man. They're going on 16. <laughs> my 50-50 pick, I got the Chargers over the Jaguars this week. Uh, and I'm taking okay, the – I like that. Uh, listen, you're going to love this one right here, though. I am taking the Carolina Panthers over the New Orleans Saints as my upset pick for the week. Yo, I wanted to go there, but, yeah. I, you know, I'm a fan, so I ain't want All right. You yeah, guys, you didn't want to pick your squad. I get it. I feel you, though. I'm dead. I get it. Let's go. All right. Now, last week, uh, you and Milton both went 0-3. I went 3-0, and so we'll see how the standings shake out uh, when this one is over with. Guys, this was a tough one to get through, but we have right. – we made it to the end. Milton, you still with us, or they 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 kicked you out again, buddy? Yeah, I think they kicked them yeah, out I again. I think we lost them again. All right, we well, at least we, we listen. We got us we we got us picks in, which was the most important thing we needed to do. Uh, well, that's it. That's it. Okay. So, um, anything you want to say before we get out of here? Nah, man, I'm just. I'm just going to get a, a definite win this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, listen, man. Uh, listen. Well, the Texans, well, really, the Texans let me down at the last minute. They did. They, they, I think they were losing that game against the Titans. Then they came mm-hmm. back. Then they took control of the game. They were winning. And then all of a sudden, they blew it at the end. It goes into overtime, and the Titans win because, you know, Derrick Henry. <laughs> yeah, well, listen, man. Listen. And, and here's the thing. If, if I'm not mistaken, I think I had that as my uh, – and you had I think that, I had that your, as my lock. Your lock. Yeah, so your, your lock yeah, was yeah, going against your you upset. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was my upset. And they yep. almost pulled off the upset, but. Yeah, well, almost don't count, man. <laughs> yeah, Derek Henry. Uh, Josh Norman almost tackled him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You know what? Oh, now, now, you know what? Now, now, Josh Norman and Daniel Jones right now. You know, actually, Josh, Josh Norman, Daniel Jones, and uh, Tom Brady right Tom now Brady. are are just oh, they are giving people material to go on for weeks and weeks on end. But uh, all right, well, I guess that's the end of this episode. Uh, uh, thanks, Milk, for finally showing up and uh, being able to get the episode in. Uh, Greatly appreciate it. Uh, quick shout out to my fellas in the uh, Coast to Coast Facebook group. Uh, or Coast to Coast Sports Facebook group. Let me say it correctly. Uh, and Sadell, thanks to you again, bro. Uh, appreciated it. Enjoyed it. Pleasure as always. Uh, we'll be back next week. So to everybody out there, thanks again for listening. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Threes on Fire podcast. We'll see you next week. Goodbye.